He's the Son of God. He's the only begotten of the Father. We need to be convinced of this. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He died on the cross and he paid for the sins of all mankind. And then God validated every single thing that Jesus taught, said, and did and raised him and resurrected him from the dead, validating every single claim that Christ made. And then he came back for 40 days and showed himself to many, many people and witnesses that he indeed was alive. He is not dead. He is alive just like he said. Are you awake? Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to say amen, stuff like that. All right, that's a good time to say amen. If you need a cue, I'll give it to you, all right? That was a good one. All right. April, we talked about knowing Christ through his words. Through his words, Jesus told us. He gave us metaphors. He gave us pictures. Pictures help us. You know, one of the things that people said about this auditorium is that it doesn't have windows. Well, it's got two little windows back there. But by and large, it doesn't have windows. So you can't see outside. And the light from outside can't get in here, so to speak, you know. Well, you know, windows help us to see. Jesus gave us windows to help us to see and understand him better. So he gave us metaphors. He gave us these pictures of who he was. And we talked about John, the Apostle John, shared with us seven different metaphors about who Jesus Christ is. Uh, Jesus is the bread of life. Now, I'm not going to preach it all, but I'm just going to mention it. He is the light of the world. Jesus Christ is the door. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life. And Jesus Christ is the true vine. Those are seven pictures that God gives us about the Lord Jesus Christ. His words, you see. We know who he is through the words that God has given us about him. These metaphors, these word pictures informing us of who Christ is. You know, Pastor, why do we need to know that? Because we want to know Christ so we can make him known. Amen? Amen. That's the why. I'm trying to tell you the so what behind the message. I'm not just up here bumping my gums because I just uh, have to say something at this time. I'm trying to tell us that this theme here, okay, we're trying to flesh it out. We're trying to get it in our hearts and heads or heads and hearts, so that we can literally take it and share it with other people. And so today we want to talk about knowing Christ through his works. The Jews, the Jews were so divided over the issue of who Jesus really was. Who was Jesus? Now, the, the prophets told us he was going to come, but they, they thought he was just going to come as their deliverer. They didn't realize he had to come first to be their suffering savior. They looked at him as to be that ruler that would free them from the Roman oppression. And so when he came, there were so many things about him that they had doubts about. They didn't know who he was. And of course, it all culminated in the crucifixion of Christ. So it's obvious the rulers did not know who Jesus Christ was. But we as believers, you see, we see it from... Uh, we see it, we should see it from hindsight. We should see the whole picture is already developed. Remember those old, those old Polaroid pictures? Remember those little Polaroid cameras where you'd snap the picture and the little thing would roll out of the bottom there? Some of you are going, wow, Polaroid, Polaroid? No, it, it, I, know, I know this is ancient stuff, you know what I mean? You guys got iPhones now and you go, Psh, and there it is, you know, and you take 10 pictures and there they are. But it used to be the Polaroid picture was just the neatest thing because, see, otherwise you had to take a picture and you had to send the film in and you had to get the film developed, and then the film came back, and then you realized you had your finger over the front of the camera. Little late to find it out. You just wasted a whole roll of film, right? Well, the Polaroid picture, you snap the picture, and 
it come out, and it was black. You say, oh, that didn't take a good picture. No, no, just wait a little bit here. Because what's going to happen is, is that picture just before your very eyes is going to start coming to living color. And then you'll sing, your finger is in front of the camera. Say. <laughs> so the next picture you take, you say, i got to move my finger, right? But, uh, but anyway, these pictures, these pictures, where was I going with that one anyway? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Also, okay, so the Jews were so divided over who Jesus Christ was, they didn't understand who he was. And we see this in chapter, in chapter 10, verses 19 through 21. There was a division, therefore, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he hath, he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? And others said, these are not the words of him that hath the devil. When they looked at the works of Jesus Christ, you know, some of the people were saying, this is a madman. What do we, we listen to this guy for? And it was, don't you understand the miraculous nature of the things he's doing? This man can't be a devil. He can't be a madman. God, nobody can do, like Nicodemus said, nobody can do the things that thou doest except God be with him. And so they had to understand this here, how important it was for them to understand this. And so, um, so at any rate, so... Uh, we listen to what Jesus said in response to some of these things. So, I got a message that's going to be two-part. I'm going to tell you right up front, okay? As I look at this message here, I want to say, I'm going to show you the seven mighty works of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I say seven mighty works, I'm not talking about individual works, although the individual works are included in these. I'm talking about categories of mighty works that Jesus Christ did in the course of his ministry. When Jesus Christ worked the works that he did, uh, some people will say more than seven, some people say four, it doesn't matter. I'm just taking the, the, these categories and I'm trying to help us to see the different kinds of things Jesus miraculously did so that we can know him through his works. And so the first thing that we see here is he had the power to transform. The power to transform. This is the first power that we see evidenced here in this particular passage that we just read here. Now, as you look at this passage here, all right, the power to transform, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Now, one of the things that we see here is that Jesus took ordinary water and he transformed it into wine. Okay, this was just plain ordinary water, all right? Here they were, they were at the feast, and Mary, Jesus' mother, noticed that they were running out of wine for the feast at, the, at this, uh, at this uh, uh, wedding here. And so uh, Jesus, uh, she says, you know, Jesus, they're, they're running out of wine. We're not going to have enough here. It's going to be embarrassing to the wedding guests here and the people, the bridegroom. It's going to be embarrassing. And, you know, sometimes we take that statement there and we read it a little bit different. You know, what have I to do with thee? My hour is that you're not yet come. Basically, he's saying, what would you like me to do? I, I am not at the hour right now where I'm going to die and be crucified. So really, what is it that you'd like me to do, Mary? And then basically, she said to the servants, whatever it is he tells you to do, just go ahead and do it. Now, this is the first miracle that Jesus Christ did. It was in Canaan of Galilee here at the wedding right here. This is it's recorded in the scriptures. And so Mary just says, uh, whatever he says, just do it. So he says, go ahead and take those pot, six pots over there and fill them with water. And so the servants dutifully went over there, and they took these pots, they were probably rather large pots, and they filled them up with plain, ordinary water. And he says, go ahead and draw out of it. And they drew out of it, and they gave it to the governor of the feast there, and the governor 
made this astounding. Uh, uh, this, he, he realized that what Jesus did was miraculous. He turned that water into wine. Ordinary water transformed into wine. And according to the governor of the feast, it was much better than what they had before. Isn't that wonderful? Well, Jesus Christ, he can take whatever it is that he does and he could make it the very best. You know, we need to realize that sometimes because we sometimes think that God gives us second best. God doesn't give you second best. God always gives you what's best for you. He's able to give you the best. Don't second guess him and think that he hasn't given you the very best. He's able to give you the best. And this is precisely what he did here in this particular situation. And I want to remind you about something. This was not a religious service. This was a social event. Jesus did this in the ordinary everyday experiences of life. You know, sometimes we think that the works of God are reserved for the church of God or for the activities of the church. And yet I would say to you, this was not necessarily a church service. Obviously, it was a wedding. It was a time when people gathered socially, when they were doing some of the normal things that people do in life and in, 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 in community. There was a wedding, and Jesus was there, and he miraculously turned this water into wine in this wonderful service that they had, I should say, this wonderful social event we call a wedding. And so, Jesus did this at a mere request of someone who saw the need of another. Now, folks, this is something that I found, as I looked at this particular passage, I found this pretty interesting. And that is that it wasn't the bridegroom that came to Jesus and asked for this. It, it, it wasn't the governor of the feast who actually came to Jesus Christ and says, hey, we have a problem here. Nobody really knew that Jesus had this ability except Mary. Now, this was the first public burial, perhaps. I'm not sure exactly how Mary knew all that she knew about Jesus. I don't know what he demonstrated when he was in the home. It would have been an interesting thing to know, but we don't know. It says it's the first miracle.